0: Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
1: And welcome back to Coast to Coast. We're with J. Patrick Rick. His website is linked up at coasttocoastam.com, and we're talking about his latest work called That Purloin Diary about the unsettling case study of exorcism. And it is, how close, Patrick, did Blatty's book and the movie The Exorcist Come to the real, actual thing, other than the sex—the little girl in the movie, the little boy in real life. But what about what about the way it was presented?
0: Uh, n- n- night and day, if you uh, if you remember back the, the 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 story that was told in the the uh, the movie itself, there was a lot of modern. Um, Modern medical uh, technology used in there, yeah. So, which Blatty really had to do, you know, in the uh, in in the seventies, there been used to have been a lot of technology come out that could not have been recognized back in nineteen forty nine. That it was something that caught my eye since I've been involved in medical imaging equipment for many years. Uh, that caught my eye. Generally speaking, when you have a story about a boy versus a, a girl, uh, there are just things that you can't pursue because someone's a boy or because someone is a girl. So generally speaking, I do not feel like the movie followed the book, nor did the book and the movie together resemble anything that took place in 1949.
1: I would guess that the little boy in actuality's head didn't spin around like she did in the movie.
0: Uh, the journals don't report anybody quivering and surviving.
1: <laughs> but anyways, back to uh, Bodren and, uh, of course, uh, Walter Halloran, who, as you say, was the unsuspecting person involved in all of this. I would assume he was needed to hold a kid down.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, one of the things, uh, and, and for that, he had to pay a price, too. Um, the kid broke his nose.
1: The kid broke Walter's nose?
0: Yes, yes. So uh, he was the, the kid was notorious for being able to spit with his eyes closed and nail somebody right in the face. Jeez. The same was true with his fist, uh, that uh, when, when, when he felt like it or uh, uh, he, he wanted to uh, push some issues, uh, he would swing out. And in this... I know there was a bloody nose that another priest uh, received. He didn't break his nose, but Halloran uh, did, ended up with a, uh, a broken nose.
1: How long was the kid uh, possessed, Patrick?
0: His symptoms seemed to start late in the, year, the prior year, so that would have been uh, uh, for late, late 48, uh, and it began to build and build and build. There were some efforts made to uh, resolve the issues back in the Washington, D.C., Maryland area. Uh, that was not successful. And so they packed their bags up and uh, moved out to uh, St. Louis to see if they could get some relief for themselves. Well, I say them, I'm Mm -hmm. speaking of his family, uh, but see if they could get uh, relief for each other. So there was family that lived in St. Louis, and that's where they went.
1: Did they ever uh, have a psychiatrist examine him? and the psychiatrist said this kid's nuts or anything like that
0: well there's hearsay that that was the case uh... knowing what i know of the Alexian brothers and what they would have required uh... i fully expect that the stories that i hear are probably accurate i can't say i heard this from anyone in particular but it is you know basic hubbub about what took place And it was my understanding that, uh, you know, psychiatrists, neurologists, uh, they did play a a role in diagnosing the boy or at least ruling out uh, those psychiatric uh, diseases that someone might have uh, that resemble being possessed. So before, so after the uh, the physicians had a chance to evaluate the boy, both here and in back east, uh, it was decided to move forward with the exorcism.
1: Just, just remarkable. And I had heard, and maybe this showed up in documents. You tell me. But when they planned, when they shut down the election brothers hospital and planned to demolish it, the brothers sold off all the furniture and. F- artifacts that were in the hospital. So in the rooms, they sold off beds and dressers and things like that. And whoever ended up buying the furniture in the room where the little boy was started reporting bizarre things going on with them.
0: Had you ever heard that story? Well, I have heard of a desk containing some documents. The desk was supposed to be a part of that, uh, that room. Uh, I don't know that to be true. I don't know it to be false. Um, there, there are stories about the, uh, the room, which was on the fifth floor, where the psychiatric unit was. Uh, there's, there's, there's stories uh, from people that after everything quieted down, uh, as a matter of fact, I met one of those individuals less than a year ago, uh, and he had a funny story to tell. Uh, They had turned that room into a sort of a supply room. Uh, uh, It it, it sounds funny, but that's the room where the exorcism finally uh, took place, and they stored toilet paper in there. Sort of a a dichotomy.
1: I would not go into that room if you
0: paid me. (laughs) Well, uh, we were looking for volunteers, and I was going to ask you, but you've answered that question already.
1: Now, the name of your book is called The Purloin Diary. Now, purloin means steal. Uh, are we talking about the information that was uh, obtained uh, in some strange way?
0: Um, well, y- yes, yes. Uh, and it is true. It depends on you know, what website you go to when you're looking for a definition. So you can get a, an angry definition or you can get a, uh, a milder definition. So uh, I, ch- I have chosen to use the word purloined because you can ride the fence on it. Uh, the... Um,
1: as opposed to the stolen diary or something.
0: Exactly, except for the stolen. In other words, it was borrowed for a period of time.
1: Uh-huh. This is a fascinating case. The Catholic Church, Patrick, takes exorcisms darn seriously. I think they have like 120 exorcists uh, within uh, the Church, uh, all trained, and they continually look for more, don't they?
0: I don't know what the number is, but... Uh... Years ago, the Pope at the time uh, declared that every diocese had to name someone to be an exorcist. Now, I think there's plenty of dioceses out there where there is not a particular individual who performs as the exorcist. But this is not uh, well-advertised... capability that the Church offers, but, uh, but it is true, the Vatican uh, wants an exorcist in every diocese.
1: This little boy, if he's alive, could be in his 80s right about now. Do you know where he is or what happened to him? Yes, I do. Oh my gosh, it's time to tell us, Patrick. Is he alive? Yes, he is. You got to be kidding me! No. Can you reveal his name? Or no. no. You can't. Where does he live?
0: In a house.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I mean, is he is he in St. Louis?
0: I'm here. Are you looking for company?
1: <laughs> Not tonight. <laughs>
0: uh. No, he does not live in uh, St. Louis. I, I, I will tell you that, uh, and let let me address that. This the,
1: we're we're making history tonight because nobody knows this story that this child who is now in. Am I right? Would he be in his eighties?
0: He would be roughly eighty-five years old.
1: Is still alive, and he may be listening to the program tonight. Possible?
0: He may be. He may be. The boy has never been heard of or heard from since he sort of parted ways with the Alexian brothers because he became big buddies with the Alexian brothers. And I think there were several occasions where the family did come back. How many times, I'm not sure. But uh, the family became Catholic after this. Of course, I, the boy I had to become Catholic. And uh, they really they really became attached to the Alexian brothers. Uh, but that sort of, that's a, that went away, you know, the parents died, the connections. We, we, you know, we all have those things happen to us. Somebody that was a friend 10 years ago is never heard from anymore. Um, but the boy, uh, the boy said when the exorcism was over, that Monday after the Easter Sunday, uh, he announced, "I'm healed," or whatever terminology right. he used. There were particular words. I had to go to the diary to uh, to look at his precise words. But uh, he he says that he remembered nothing.
1: Nothing. I was Remember? gonna. I was gonna ask you if he knew anything prior to the exorcism. That personality, that demonic feeling, and I guess it's you just answered that nothing. He
0: said he he says no. Now, of course, of course, if if people know that you're that boy that was in St. Louis sort of situation, it is probably a lot easier to simply say I don't remember. That's true. That's that can that can be an escape, and he deserves that escape if that's what he wanted.
1: Have you ever spoken to him?
0: No. You have not. not. Would you like to? Have I tried? Yes. But I have not been successful. How do you know he's alive? Because I had some detective work done.
1: Interesting. Have you been able to send him
0: letters? When I have made that effort, correspondence was returned to sender.
1: Like somebody hadn't written in on it, or something like that?
0: Um, well that's normally yeah, you know, when someone handwrites return to sender, and I bet you we have a generation that, that have no idea what return to sender is.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: But uh, um,
1: It's like an email um, that comes back to you folks.
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's sort of it's a way of making a statement too.
1: So it's conceivable that uh, he knows that somebody's been trying to reach him, reach out to him, and he just doesn't want anything to do with anybody.
0: Well, let me be frank with you. Uh, the Internet is full of information about this case.
1: Is it accurate?
0: Some of it, some of it is very accurate. Some of it is somebody's imagination. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, with a connection that I had uh, with the Alexian brothers and their connection with the Jesuits, I, I feel like I'm pretty well tuned in to what's true and what's not true. but I, I, I don't know everything about this, but I've gone to a lot of effort to tell an accurate story. If I don't know the answers, I avoid it.
1: You've done a great job with this story, as a matter of fact. I mean, a truly remarkable job. Thank you. In your opinion, what do you think this demotic state is that this poor little boy went through and that so many other people have been or are going through, which requires exorcists and exorcisms? What are they? What's going on here?
0: Well, I started writing the book, and I don't even know exactly where it is in the book. I promised the readers that I would not try to sell anybody on the idea of exorcism or debunk exorcism. Uh, I have tried to report this story and not take a side, Uh, but I can't help but believe from everything I have heard, from the documents that I have read, I I can imagine holy people like Jesuits and the Lutheran ministers, and the bishop, and all of these people that had to play a role in this, I I can't imagine people making up a lie like this. Uh, Exaggerations, perhaps, but I believe that something, something very out of the ordinary took place in 1949 St. Louis.
1: And continues to happen to other people. It hasn't stopped.
0: Uh, do, do you mean rega- regarding this particular?
1: No, case? other other people, new oh, n- n- yes, n- n- new cases.
0: The- oh, oh, listen. Uh, Italy, Italy is the uh, is the the ground zero when it comes to exorcism. Uh, it's almost like. Uh, Let's let's who's being uh, exercised uh, today, and uh, we're all going to go over to the church and we're going to watch this. Uh, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, craziness going on, and I'm not using the word crazy. Uh, crazy in that there are a lot of people showing up at the doorsteps of priests, insisting they are possessed. And they want to be uh, exercised uh, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, And Italy, Italy is just full of this. And they're almost making a mockery in many cases.
1: It is probably one of the most bizarre episodes in human existence. These demonic forces that are out there. I believe it. It's real. They're they're out there to be sure.
0: Listen to More Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.